You're listening to the Things You Don't Hear in Church podcast, a show where your hosts, Darian and Ethan, discuss the controversial topics often avoided by the church. They also discuss culture, society, and everyday goofs. And now, Darian and Ethan. What's up, hello, everybody? Hello. We're back. Stop Again. hating people. I don't know. When is it right now? When is it? Yeah, it's probably like the middle of April. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not sure. Beginning of April? Something like that? Whoa, what is going on with my... Oh, wait. Your mic's okay. messed up. It looks ch- strange. Anyways. I fix. I fix. Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. The show where you talk where we talk about the things you don't usually hear in church. Um, we created this podcast so that people who want to know more about the intellectual side of Christianity, um, that, that will lay awake at night and have those questions that they don't know how to answer, that mm-hmm. gnaw away at their faith, that lead a lot of people to fall away. Um, or um, sort of give the permission to people to fall away. Um, we want to answer those questions so people can sleep at night. Yeah. Yeah. So we pe- want you to sleep well. <laughs> so this show is really about being able to sleep well. And honestly. that's why we partnered with Sleep Number Beds. <laughs> Cue the ad. Just kidding. Sleep Number doesn't know about us. If you want to pay us, you can, though. To, yeah, you, we'll take that. Yeah, please. Also, honestly. if you have a company you want to promote and you want some advertisements, let us know. We'll work something out. I had my like Kirkland brand LaCroix, LaCroix out here the other day um, when we were recording, and my dad was like, nice off-brand um, <laughs> or nice Costco brand drink. And I was like, yeah, sorry, free advertising. Next time I'll cover it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Until they pay us. We used to, my friends and I used to do these things called like, uh, oh, I thought it was like shameless ads or something like that, and we would just like take products and take pictures with them and talk about them, but we weren't getting paid for it. Oh, anything. wow. And so it was just a hashtag we did. It wasn't actually cool. I don't know why I said that. Interesting. <laughs> wow. Well, I hope you guys are doing well. Um, today, we're going to be talking about people who sin and then sort of like the the demonization of people who sin or the demonization of maybe leaders who fall, people mm-hmm. who fall in general, specifically bigger sins. Um, and I think this kind of in the face of what the Bible usually preaches of forgiveness, right? There's something different about when like a Christian um, sins and is demonized for it. And I think there are a few reasons. One, like maybe they're in the public eye or um, it's like a bigger sin. It's out of nowhere. We don't talk about it a lot. So it seems like it's out of nowhere. So Mm. it's a big surprise. So we excommunicate people. So we just wanted to have a conversation about why do we think we react like this to certain people that sin publicly, especially um, and how can we fix not demonizing these people anymore and giving them second chances? Right. Well, that's also true. At some point, it's like, well, you said, like, give them second chances. At some point, do they deserve a second chance, mm-hmm. you know, depending on the classification of what they've done? And mm-hmm. if you guys have paid attention to Christian news in the last couple months, for us, this happened probably a month ago for you guys on two or three. Um, the, what happened was uh, Ravi Zacharias. Who oh, boy, was, that was a long uh, time ago. Was that a long time ago? That, I just heard... That was like six months ago. Six months ago? When everything got finalized? Well, not finalized, but like it first came out. Yeah, when it first came out. Okay. Um, but I was just... Like, I know like the, the finalization and the evidence of like whatnot. And they're still doing some investigation, I think, mm-hmm. when we're recording right now. But he was one of the world's most renowned Christian apologists. And it came out that he... Yeah, probably the had, most, honestly. Yeah, probably the most. Current, current day. Yeah. Super... Yeah inspiring really helpful for a lot of people wrote books mm-hmm. but while the whole time he's doing that manipulating young women to do sexual favors for yeah. him and terrible terrible things and i remember i listened to i listened to a podcast about it a couple weeks and ago. a lifestyle of it not like a, a one-time thing yeah not like a oh i messed up one time like yeah continually did it 
mm-hmm. and didn't stop and when something came out about it covered it up and didn't stop and didn't repent right so that's why i said like do we like obviously the god offers forgiveness and there is forgiveness but do they get reestablished mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and to that i would say and this is a kind of rule of thumb like the degree of consequence is dependent upon the degree of probably the sin and then response mm-hmm. if they repented there's more grace so like we covered john christ um mm-hmm. probably like two a years ago. ago yeah yeah two years ago john christ uh came out that he was like drinking with some fans and saying hey i'll give you free tickets if you do this for me and like yeah sexual never favors. yeah sexual favors never had penetrative sex as he would admit because he always wanted to be truthful by saying he's a virgin which mm-hmm. is kind of it's messed up and bad it's interesting but he would do other things and coerce these women to do things and he came out and he i think he maybe he got accused for it hmm. and then he came out and said yeah i have been doing this i've been i've been seeking help i've been talking about like my community mm-hmm. i've been getting counseling but like i see how serious it is mm-hmm. i'm so sorry for everything like i'm gonna take a year off and like really work on myself yeah and he did that like he repented and was serious about it and now he's back and he's making content and people forgiven him mm-hmm. and we talked about this topic when that happened as well like what is a christian response to a, a leader's moral failures mm-hmm. And then, so there's a difference between how he handled that and how Ravi Zacharias handled it. Handled it. Yeah, but there's also a degree in the mm-hmm. sin as well that's a little right, different. Right, right, right. Um, I think in John Chris's case, it was it was a lifestyle, um, but it wasn't over the period of time that Ravi's was, um, mm-hmm. and also to the degree that Ravi's was. Um, so I think it's a good question that you pose of mm-hmm. um, what's the sin, how do they respond, um, but mostly like do some people not be, deserve to be given back the place of authority. Um, and I think we we can talk about restoring people, but yeah. um, we can also talk about demonization and what that means for people. Right, and it's 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 interesting because on one hand you don't want to neglect what's happened and you're not going to yeah. like shy away from it. Yeah, but you don't want to slip into gossip where mm-hmm. you're like, if he was a bad person, you can say, hey, that guy was a bad person. He was a sin- he was a sinful man who did not care about God. He did not respect people. No one should listen to him. Mm-hmm. But at what point does it become gossip? At what point does it become slander and whatnot? Because we are still accountable as God's people when moral leaders have more, or when leaders have moral failures. We're still accountable to God to respond in a way that doesn't cause us to sin. You know, yeah. Someone's sin, and then our like hatred of sin and our maybe offense, but I don't want to say offense, but like a righteous anger towards sin. We don't want that to lead us into to sinful anger, mm-hmm. right? And so there's ways to we have to balance us and think about it. And so we're going to get into that a bit, too. We can yeah, talk about that. absolutely. So you want to start off with, like, um, people, do they deserve a second chance, demonization, mm-hmm. and all that kind of thing? Um, so I think what we really want to talk about at the beginning is people, when they fail, are instantly sort of seen, or, or can be seen, because of slander a lot of the time, um, as, like, almost demons for what they've done. Like, especially when done in the public eye especially when they've betrayed someone or people have had like you know there's the weird relationship between someone who's in the public eye and yourself because you feel like mm-hmm. you know them right? right but they don't know you yeah right? it's that, that weird yeah. relationship where you have some sort of one-sided relationship with them it's like that where you thought you knew this person to an extent and now you feel betrayed because they're not who you thought they were or you were holding them on a, on a pedestal above who they actually were as a human being right, right where they needed to be right um I think for myself, I've never really been in a place where I thought humans were like, I've never really tried to put humans on that pedestal. Cause I, it never surprised me when like people did bad things. Cause I know 
that people are bad. Mm-hmm. Like from the beginning, I've always, I th- oh, you know what it was? It was, I was listening to Adventures in Odyssey when I was like seven or something like that. Love it. And they had this debate on the episode of if humans were evil, like by nature, or if they're good. Really? Like at seven years old. Is that the one where they were like throwing stuff out on their? I dumpster? honestly have no, no idea. Oh man, I have no idea. I just know Eugene and Eugene and uh, what was the, sidekick's the name? girl's name. He doesn't have a sidekick. No, that one guy with the goofy glasses. It's Eugene. I thought Eugene was the the owner. No, it's Whitaker. Oh yeah. Yeah, Eugene's the the guy with the glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Eugene. Is talking. Anyways, they're talking, and they come to the conclusion that humans are by nature evil. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Like, I never have to be surprised when people do things that are bad. Like, I can put my trust in them still, and like, still like see the best in people and see how God created them and stuff like that and what they are intended for. But I'm not surprised because of the human nature um, mm-hmm. when people do bad things, right? Right. Um. So I think I learned that from a young age. But when people like backtracking when people feel betrayed by someone because they put them on a pedestal it's easy to like just excommunicate that person from your mind and say they messed up they're not going to be a part of my life anymore as this relationship because it was already a one-sided relationship where it was just me in that relationship so i'm getting them out of my life right yeah completely which can be okay at times but i think how we think about that person is also how we're going to like translate those relationships to our actual personal life when people mess up in like in real life yeah or people say like oh i like this person who you've demonized you're going to project your anger Mm -hmm. onto that person and not see them as who they are but see them as to what your emotions are reacting yeah and this is not to say that we shouldn't have justice for these people and justice for actions but it's more thinking how are we thinking about this person because even though they've done bad things um, they don't to be on this. They don't deserve to be on the same category as something that's unforgivable, like a demon, right? Like demons don't get a chance to repent. They don't get a chance to um, to be forgiven of their sins, right? By right. Christ, we had an episode about that a while ago. Um, but human beings always do. Yeah. Right. I want to say I was gonna say um, in no way, shape, or form because I mentioned Ravi Zacharias earlier. In no way are we defending anything he did. That man was what he did was disgusting. You know, and that's yeah. not okay. And we, that, that's like radical measures should be taken. Like, I know a lot of people are like throwing out his books because those, like, I can't listen. Like, oh. I'm like, and I don't think that's a I terrible, that, but uh, I, would, I would understand it though. Yeah. Like I, I'm under the notion that like, that's totally fine. Yeah. But yeah, like in no way are we defending Ravi Zacharias or like serious moral failures. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about how, how should we, how do we go about that? And we shouldn't quote, unquote, well, let's define demonize people. When you hear demonize, are you thinking like, treat them seeing as seeing that person as unforgivable okay. is like the definition that I'm using right okay because demon can be forgiven you're seeing that person as like scum they can never be forgiven mm-hmm. um, they don't have the opportunity for repentance or a second chance they're just like done okay now. then yeah if yeah they shouldn't be demonized yeah people shouldn't be demonized I think people no matter what shouldn't be demonized now you that's, can say, that's hard to do though right and you right? can say people who have like died and gone away like like I don't know if talking bad about Hitler would be demonizing him because he's like, well, he is in hell, most likely, ninety nine point nine percent chance in hell. Yeah, and it's like you're not demonizing him by saying he's in hell. He's, yeah, he is. The process is already over, right? Right. I think there's a difference between um, that and and like hoping someone goes to hell, right? Like I, I'm more yeah. talking about like a heart posture of this person messed up. I should want them to be reconciled to the Father. 
I should not want them to like go to hell or to right. never have forgiveness. Right. right. My my heart should always say, no, I want this Christian that messed up, just like the Bible says, to be reconciled back to the Father, to admit what's happened, and then to seek repentance and then seek sanctification and rejoin the body of Christ. Right. Yeah. I don't want to excommunicate that and excommunicate that person. Obviously, depending on what they did, like you might have to take measures about like who they can be around and stuff, just for the safety of the community, right? And stuff like that, right? Um, and they slowly reintegrate them. But like people deserve to have second chances, in my opinion. And I believe anybody is um, is worthy of redemption, no matter how many times or how many chances they've been mm. given. I don't think my God is a small God, and I think that He is able to sanctify and redeem anybody. If their heart is open to yeah. being sanctified and redeemed. And I would say there's like, hmm. I'm just wondering because I'm one, I, I can't, I'm trying to think of any Bible verses that would comment on this. But yeah, I think depending on the seriousness of the sin, there needs to be serious like consequence in a way where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, like, so also in recent, a couple months, recent news, the Hillsong pastor of New York, mm-hmm. uh, Chad, v- v- I don't know. No, something, I don't know. Anyways, the Hillsong pastor of Hillsong, New York was found out for, like, cheating on his wife or something like that. You mean L.A.? No. This is New York. The guy who hung out with Justin Bieber all the time. That's L.A. Are you sure? Yeah. No way. Okay. It's it New LA. York. Thousand percent. I'm going to Google it. Oh, okay, you can Google it. Justin Bieber. I don't think it was Chad either. And Hillsong. Pastor. Pastor. Is Chad Vita Hillsong pastor there? Chevy, uh, more Hillsong, Justin Bieber confirms, yada, yada. What's his name? I don't think it's Chad. Oh, I don't know. Or Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz, yeah. there you go. So it was New York, but yeah, Chad, I don't know who Chad Beach is. I just know the name. Okay. But Carl Lentz, I don't know Carl Lentz actually personally either. <laughs> yeah. But it was found out that Carl Lentz was, um, I think he'd had some sexual... Yeah, fail, he cheated um, on his wife. Yeah. And so what is the response to that? Like, um, uh, we... We don't demonize him and saying you're unforgivable, you're yeah. terrible, don't ever do anything. What we do say is, hey, you can't be pastor right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and if you are going to be a pastor, it might not be for a long time. Right, like a really long like time. Like you should, you need to get counseling. You need to fix your marriage. You need to fix your relationship with your kids. Yeah, and then you, you need, need to gain trust back. Yeah, you. And that's you not gained back quickly. Yeah, and he had influence over millions of people. Mm-hmm. Like you need to gain the the Hillsong community alone is like millions of people. They're inter national church the church started mm-hmm. in australia and now they're in like all over the world yeah and so you need to gain the trust back of hillsong you need to gain the trust back of people that you hurt who listen to you mm-hmm. you need to gain the trust back of your family first and foremost first it should be your wife and kids then your community and then the rest of the world right but like there you like he should not be in leadership of any kind in my opinion right for a long time right but he shouldn't be outside of the community of believers right, right. he should be actively accepted by people that are around him and loved and treated like he deserves a second chance and like he's still a human that's following Christ. Right. And there's a, there's a scripture that says if one of you sins and repents, restore such a one. Yeah. Right. I'm going to Google that real quick so you can just keep talking. Absolutely. So the whole topic is not about necessarily like how we respond in action, at least in my mind, like what we're talking about at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, It's about, how does our heart and our mind cause us to think about that person and then in turn how we think about them causes us to treat them in a different way, right? Causes us to treat them in a way of we're loving and accepting them and wanting them to repent rather than excommunicating, pushing away, not wanting to have anything to do with, right? Because mm-hmm. that's not at all what Jesus would have done, right? If if 
um, one of his disciples had a moral failure, like Jesus would try to restore that person. Maybe not to the, the level of disciple, but he wouldn't like just say like, get out of here. Like, I don't want you anymore. Right? right. He would love that person. Yeah. And so Jesus says in Luke 17, three, pay attention to yourselves. If your brother sins, rebuke him. And if you repent, forgive him. Mm-hmm. Right. And the thing is like, our pastors are our brothers in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an aspect where Jesus says, don't call anyone pastor. Don't call anyone master. Don't call anyone teacher. Cause you have one rabbi who's God. You have one master who's God. Yeah. Right. And so we have these titles in our culture for like organization purposes. like, Hey, who are we listening to? But the, and it's an office. Like there's a fivefold ministry and there's like pastors, apostles, evangelists, teachers, and, mm. um, whatever prophets maybe. Yeah. Um, or apostles, one of the two. Yeah. Anyways, and so it's an office you can operate in, but it's not like a vocation that you like, it's not necess- it shouldn't be like, I'm a pastor. It should be, you have the gift of pastorship and you're using it, right? But he's still your brother in Christ. Mm. You know, Carl Lentz is still our brother in Christ. And so we need to, if he repents, which I believe he has, we need to forgive him. But forgiveness does not mean that we're going to put him back where he was, mm. right? And so we need to make sure in our hearts that we're not like, we can be angry at sin, but don't be angry at the person, you know? Get to a place where you can forgive them and look mm-hmm. at them as God does, where God says, you're not too far gone. Yeah. Because by that logic, if then if some type of sin makes you too far gone, then I would say you have probably also already crossed it. You just aren't in the public eye. Right. You know, and it exactly. hasn't been. Or if you are in the public eye and you have crossed it, you haven't been found out yet. But yeah. you're not better because you haven't been found out. Yeah. Our hearts should always be for forgiveness and restoration. And I think that's the whole picture of the Bible. Like mm-hmm. almost every Christian leader had an example of being a terrible person and sinning. And then repenting and being restored right like, to, to, to an amount. Yeah. And this is like, yeah, it's so important because I think like what we're trying to say here is that we want to give people the grace that we would want ourselves to receive. Mm-hmm. You know, we never, never, never want our leaders to fail. Any brother, any brother or sister in Christ, we never want any of them to fail. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to be championing people to godliness and saying like, if you sin, if you mess up, hey, we're going to pick you up. We're going to forgive you. We're going to surround you and mm-hmm. forgive you and exhort you and remind you of the scriptures. But we're going to call you to the standard of godliness. Mm-hmm. And if they say, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't want it. There's an aspect where Paul says, hey, if you go to some, if you try to correct someone, they don't want to hear it after a certain amount of times, then you should like treat them as a sinner. Like yeah. basically treat them as a non-believer. They're not Christian there because they won't listen to you. And the Bible says, why Jesus says, why do you say you love me and don't do what I say? Mm-hmm. So the logic goes, they're not listening to what God's saying. So they probably don't seriously love God. So we can't treat him as a Christian. But that doesn't mean that we're mean to them because we don't expect Christians or we don't expect yeah. non-Christians to act like Christians. Right. So it's not saying, and it could be saying like, hey, treat him as a non-Christian in the way that like, just let, let him go. But it also could mean like, stop expecting him to want to repent right now because there's a lot of steps that need to be taken first. Yeah. You know, you should probably remind them of the gospel, remind them of like all these mm. things and get into a place of repentance. Mm. You know, we don't get mad at non-Christians for n- doing non-Christian things. Yeah. And, uh, so do with that information what you will. Yeah. <laughs> and it's hard for someone to repent or even feel like they can repent and be forgiven if they're not treated that way by humans as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it could be easy for someone to read the Bible and be like, yeah, God, Christ will forgive me. But all these people around me hate me and like yeah. don't don't even want to see me repent. They just want to see me cast out and be exiled. Right. And you're like, wow, like if the people of God like trying to treat me this way, even though I have messed up, but they're not representing the heart of Christ, I don't want to be a Christian anymore and be around this community that doesn't want to accept me. Right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Everyone wants to feel safe. Yeah. You want to feel safe. I want to feel safe. And love. James wants to feel safe. <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah. Our aliases. 
I mean, our real names, for sure, 100%. No, yeah. Yeah, definitely not a fake name. Our real name. Um, everyone wants to feel safe, right? And so if someone is in sin, if someone's doing something wrong and you need to rebuke them, before you rebuke them, there's ways to rebuke people. Be rebuke people mm-hmm. with, with tact. Yeah. You know, we shouldn't neglect it, but we got to say, hey, man, like, I want you to know I love you. Like, you're my you're my brother. You're my sister. I mm-hmm. care about you. I seriously want the best for you. And you have to have the relationship where you're able to say this. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to go up to someone who calls themselves a Christian. I see them do something stupid and then go rebuke them. And I got to get to know them first and gain that permission in their mm-hmm. lives to speak. And then say, hey, I see where, like, this is not, le- like, lining up with the word of God. And I want to call you higher. Yeah. But I want you to know I don't see you as worthless. I don't see you as a bad person. I don't mm-hmm. see you as, like... Uh, irredeemable or like rejected by God you were actually accepted by God and that's why I'm talking to you yeah absolutely nice yeah so don't demonize people don't hate people yep there is consequence for people's actions yep and there's church order and there's church wisdom to be used in that mm-hmm. but we have to never lose the heart of God yeah absolutely. which is redemption and forgiveness yep yep so remember that heart posture next time that someone sins that's in the public eye and think do I want that person to be exiled or I just think they're like, they're a bad person now. Do I condemn them for their sins? Um, or do I think, man, I want that person to be restored to the father's love, um, and to be restored to a place of repentance hmm. and walking with the Lord. Right. Yeah. And be restored and forgiven from their sins. Cause that should be our heart. Our heart should be filled with love, not condemnation. Right. And if your heart's full of condemnation for that person, then you need to examine your own heart and see if your motives are the same as the Lord's. Because the Lord said, if you don't forgive, then he also won't forgive. Yeah. Right? And that's pre- and it's, it says forgive you. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Like, you have to be able to have forgiveness and love in your heart for other people, not just condemnation. Mm. That's right? good. That's yeah. good. The end. I, I talked done. I talked done. Okay, good night. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thanks yeah, for listening, guys. everybody. Yeah, I hope your spring's going amazing. As you're listening right now, I'm in an undisclosed, mm-hmm. la- undisclosed location in the Middle East. And so we're recording these. Yes. That's probably not necessary information, but it's fun. Bleep it out. Should I? You don't have to if you don't want to. Uh, whatever. I don't know okay. if they're going to be listening to us. Yeah. <laughs> we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out on all social media platforms, Tiki Tacks, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Go check us out. You can support if you want on Patreon or our podcast page or Spotify or anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And if you're new here, you're cool. Welcome. Yeah. We accept you. Yeah. Come back. Yeah. All right. And repent. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>